Welcome to the Ensman Archive Podcast, presented by FRIA, the Foundation for Research of the Ensman Archive. We're a nonprofit research foundation to preserve and publish the work of Dr. Robert Duncan Ensman and his wife Joanna online at EnsmanArchive.org. Now, here's your host, the symbologist Michelle Snyder. I've always wanted to ride on a unicorn, haven't you? I've always wanted to know where did these creatures come from? Who made them? How old are they? After the break, we will answer some of these questions. This is the symbologist, Michelle Snyder. The Symbologist Series, a collection of books by the symbologist Michelle Snyder, the world's authority on symbology. Book one, method, how symbols work. Book two, revision, how to see symbols. Book three, concept, symbols of ideas. And book four, oral tradition, symbols in stories. You can find this Symbologist series at our bookstore online at ensmanarchive.org. One of the most popular magical creatures of our time is the unicorn. They are depicted in almost every commercial arena in our modern culture and have a variety of personalities and looks. There are even those who believe this fabulous creature existed. And indeed, there are man-made and natural unihorned animals, yet the unicorn as we know it is a symbol that dates back to the Ice Ages. There are two parts to this image, a horse and a large single horn. To correctly unravel its history, we must look at them separately. The unihorn, where our story begins, is found on narwhals, creatures of the sea that were hunted by Ice Age mariners for their oil, which was essential for use in oil lamps. An image of a unihorn was likely carved on their vessels to identify their expertise hunting the great beast. Unihorns were also used as filters, the conical shape filled with sand through which water was poured to purify it. This is why the unicorn horn of today is said to purify water. As the megalith mariners settled in the northern countries, kingdoms began to evolve and we find the Celts, descendants of the mariners, have mastered the equestrian arts, although their kingdoms were still sailing the vast seas. The princes were skilled in the royal and noble arts of astronomy and geometry and were formidable on the battlefield as equestrian knights. The unicorn symbol as we know it manifests here. The Bible writes of the unicorn in several scriptures, portraying them as independent, loyal, and fierce, just as the knights and princes of a kingdom would be. Let us look now at the character of our fabulous unicorn. They can only be lured into a trap by a virgin, usually a princess, and they are dangerous, independent, intelligent, and aloof. During the Middle Ages, poems, tapestries, and artworks were created for royalty featuring this fabulous beast and its images found in the heraldry of great kingdoms. There are a few varieties of how the unicorn is depicted, but an old manuscript describes and shows the beast as having a red mane, blue eyes, and white skin. This is a classic description of northern Celtic genetics. Consider how the unicorn is depicted and described in the vast amount of folklore, legends, and artwork from antiquity in which they are the subject, then place that within the context of history, and we can deduce that this symbol was used as a type of heraldic image for the princes and kings of Celtic royalty. 
The unicorn is an image combining their mariner ancestors and their more modern equestrian culture. Comparison is an important tooth on your golden key. This is the symbologist, Michelle Snyder. Thanks for joining us on the Ensman Archive podcast, The Golden Key, with the symbologist Michelle Snyder, presented by Freya, the Foundation for Research of the Ensman Archive, online at ensmanarchive.org. Thank you.